from the newsroom of South Coast Today, this is ST Speaks, a podcast diving deeper into the news of the day and covering hot-button issues that matter to you. You're listening to ST Speaks. Welcome to Courtside with Kurt. I'm news editor Jennifer Driscoll, and I'm here with reporter Kurt Brown. Hi, Jen. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. We're doing our second podcast in a row. Back-to-back podcasts. Well, the crime does not stop in this uh, area at all, does it? It's true. Yeah. One of the clerk magistrates in the Bedford District Court said the last two weeks have been incredibly busy, and he's not kidding. I would agree, compared to what you've been uh, cranking out. So today, we're going to discuss the case of Miguel Brazil, who is accused of going on a bit of a crime spree this week in Dartmouth. Mr. Brazil faces charges of violently robbing two older women in different locations in Dartmouth. So here's just the facts in the case. First, the first happened Monday morning when Mr. Brazil knocked down a 76-year-old woman outside of Citizens Bank. He grabbed her purse, taking $700, and leaving her with some injuries. The second one, we fast forward to Tuesday evening, when he, quote, was it in the morning? Yes, it was. Okay. When he, quote, violently ripped, end quote, the purse from a 72-year-old woman outside of Rite Aid. Now, everything comes to a head later Tuesday when Mr. Brazil crashed his car into a police cruiser and he was arrested. Mm. But first, Kurt, let's talk about how Police work, social media, and video surveillance led to this arrest. This is just a, a, a great case for the Dartmouth PD. I mean, you cannot pat them on the back enough. It's just like you said, this is good old-fashioned police work. Uh, it's uh, sprinkled in some good fortune, uh, some great uh, witnesses who came forward because the Dartmouth police are... Uh, and Detective Kyle Coster are, are, are uh, very aggressive in maintaining their social media page, their Facebook page. They put everything on on their uh, Facebook page, and they put a lot of information about uh, this um, crime, about the first crime on Monday on their Facebook page. So we're going to pick up the story. Uh, Monday afternoon, when the detectives get involved. Um, So the detectives get some video from the Dartmouth Market Plus. uh, And it shows the... uh, it shows the purse snatching as it's happening. It shows uh, the suspect uh, pushing the uh, victim to the ground, uh, pushing it from the back. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it shows him running away with the purse. Uh, I mean, and he runs to a car. And he runs to a car. Um, so don't they take that photo and put it on Facebook first? They do. They put it on Help their us Facebook. Help find this car. Right. And now we, um, we fast forward to Monday night about uh, 6 p.m. when Kyle Coster, Detective Kyle Coster, who we know very well, he's their media spokesman, uh, and it does a phenomenal job at it, uh, he gets a message from a resident 
we're not going to say what street in New Bedford, but he lives in the vicinity of the rural cemetery. And uh, this person, this witness, saw the video that Dartmouth PD posted on their Facebook page. We want to emphasize that enough. Can't emphasize that enough. And he recognizes uh, the individual uh, based on the clothing um, in the video. Um, so Kyle Coster uh, goes to meet the gentleman, views the video himself, and uh, uh, makes a copy of the video. Later, a dispatcher gets a call from a person who says he can positively identify the suspect. Um, Kyle Coster called the dispatcher uh, and talked to the witness. The witness is certain that the um, suspect is uh, Mr. Brazil. Uh, Kyle wants additional confirmation, so he sends the um, caller, the witness, a short video clip from the department's uh, <clears throat> from the uh, man who... Uh, from the first witness. Correct, the man on uh, who lives near the rural cemetery. And this witness confirms it. Um, and, and so then by 9 o'clock, uh, Dartmouth police feel confident that they have identified the suspect uh, in the uh, purse snatching. Uh, uh, in the court documents, uh, Detective Coster says uh, that he is going to request a warrant for this. So then... And a bolo goes out. And a bolo goes out. Uh, so now we go to Tuesday. Now here's where the good luck happens. That uh, Detective Sergeant Frank Oliveira saw it happen. He, he was off duty at the time, and he just happened to be at Rite Aid on Dartmouth Street, right near the bank, when he saw it go down. Uh, additionally, Officer Ryan Reese was on patrol, and he drives by and he notices the car uh, that was used in the first robbery at Rite Aid, but he doesn't see anybody in it. So he runs a check, a status check on the license and it comes back to another vehicle. Uh, so then he runs another check and the same thing. So now he's uh, he's conducting surveillance on the car and he hears a woman scream. So we have two officers <laughs> basically working independently That's correct. as this is happening. Right. It's, it's an amazing piece of police work and again we can't say kudos enough to the uh, Dartmouth Police Department. Uh, so the suspect finally flees. Uh, he's driving crazy down uh, north on Dartmouth Street, um, going in and out of traffic, sometimes driving in the north and the southbound lane. And uh, then he turns north on Rockdale Avenue at the intersection of Dartmouth Street and Rockdale Avenue. Um, Way past the, on top of the hill, uh, people who know the area, uh, Rockdale Avenue uh, by Blue Meadows and by Rural Cemetery goes up a hill there. Anybody who's run the marathon course 
is running the other way and appreciates the downhill. <laughs> so, so the vehicle is spotted at the 7-Eleven store near the corner of Allen Street and Rockdale Avenue, and that's the last scene of it. Well, uh, Dartmouth police remember this witness who lives near the uh, rural, uh, cemetery. rural cemetery. Because he uh, also said something else interesting. He, he also said that he saw uh, the suspect changing the license plate, moving it from the front to the back. Um, in the in the cemetery, so that triggers a memory of the police department, and one of the officers goes to the entrance of the goes to one of the entrances of the cemetery on Grape Street. Anyone uh, familiar with um, the cemetery knows it's huge. There's an entrance on Grape Street, and then there's an entrance near on Dartmouth Street near uh, Rockland Street. So he's way he's there. And the suspect vehicle starts to come into the cemetery and strikes his vehicle. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And then uh, the... Uh, so no one was hurt in that? Uh, no one was hurt. They, and the officer wasn't hurt. Uh, I don't know what the speed of the impact was. Um, the suspect uh, gets out of the car. Uh, he resists arrest. Uh, we should also add that New Bedford PD is actively involved in the pursuit. Uh, he resists arrest, and a New Bedford police officer uses uh, pepper spray on him. He ends up going to oh, no. St. Luke's for treatment of the pepper spray in the eye. Ouch. One Dartmouth cruiser is damaged. Uh, the uh, suspect's vehicle, which is really his mother's vehicle, uh, um, is inoperable, but uh, he attempted, the car was found in reverse, so he attempted to flee. Um, and then <clears throat> our um, detective, Kyle Coster, interviews the suspect at St. Luke's Hospital, and as a, um, <clears throat> almost a bonus uh, for the hard work of the Dartmouth PD, that he confesses to everything. Right there from his hospital bed. In, in Somewhere in the hospital, yes. yeah, And, and the prosecutor the, uh, on Wednesday in New Bedford District Court uh, made that statement that the uh, suspect made admissions and confessed to, to both crimes. So what happened in court on Wednesday? Um, so he uh, was held for a dangerousness hearing. Uh, which will be held uh, next Tuesday uh, in um, New Bedford District Court uh, if he uh, has to be found, one, dangerous, and the prosecutors will have to prove that the only remedy to protect the public is the... Um, <clears throat> is his incarceration. If they're successful at that, uh, he'll be held for up to four months. Uh, but keep in mind that, that, again, as we've talked about often, that this is not a case that belongs in district court. Mm. Uh, district court only has jurisdiction over two and a half years, so in all likelihood, this case will find its way to uh, Superior Court. So going back a little bit to the Monday incident, mm. he didn't 
Uh, Mr. Brazil, this is what came out in some of the court documents. He didn't set out to that is uh, do a purse snatching. What was he driving by the bank for? The prosecutor said that he, his original intention at Citizens Bank was to rob it. Mm. Um, that I don't know what happened in his mind, um, and he, but he saw a, a 76-year-old woman and decided to uh, rob her. Uh, and it's terrible, too. He approaches her, and she has the purse on her shoulder, and he pushes her from behind mm. and yanks the, the purse uh, off her shoulder. She falls and catches herself and suffers cuts. On her, mm -hmm. on her fingers. Um, one of the pieces of information uh, that Dartmouth police um, learned in their investigation was that he, uh, Mr. Brazil, had recently relapsed on uh, crack cocaine. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, you could see that he had committed a crime on Monday. He had repeated that same crime on Tuesday, again targeting older women. Uh, so he, it's fair to say that he was desperate and desperate, and he was both a danger to the public as well as a danger to himself. That he might have done something much more severe. So that could lead to a pretty strong dangerousness hearing. I would think so, too. I would think that argument will be raised uh, next Tuesday in New Bedford District Court at, at his uh, uh, dangerousness hearing. So if he does have um, this drug problem, mm -hmm. could that change where he goes instead of uh, just to the holding cell? Uh, no, I, th I think he'll go to Dartmouth, and I think he'll probably receive some uh, treatment uh, for his uh, drug addiction, um, but again, I, I don't know about that. Uh, the police chief, uh, Brian Levesque, after uh, Mr. Brazil's arrest, he issued a statement that somehow captures all the uh, different elements and components that went into this. The, the uh, great observations by witnesses, good old-fashioned police work, the, just some sprinkled by some luck, the power of social media and surveillance cameras. Uh, the chief said, this is an outstanding example of this department's commi commitment to making sure that this, quote, rogue and dangerous individual was quickly taken off the street for the egregious crimes that he committed. I would also like to thank the public for their assistance in helping us identify uh, Brazil yesterday, yesterday being Monday. Um, and that's a, a tip of the cap to all the members of the public who are to smartly uh, see things and, and, report. and report it. Um, police cannot do their job without you. Because of their help, the, the chief goes on, my detectives were able to secure an arrest warrant by this morning, this morning is uh, Tuesday, and quickly disseminate information about Brazil to both law enforcement agencies and the public alike. Now remember, uh, quickly disseminate information about Brazil. Remember that police officer 
uh, driving by Rite Aid and seeing the, uh, recognizing the suspect's vehicle. So this is a terrible case with a lot involved in it. It is. Yeah, it's an awful, it's an awful lot of uh, very, very good police work. It's, uh, it's, it's an example of uh, police working in a very smart fashion, using social media to their advantage. Uh, and also, you know, enough cannot be said. That these surveillance cameras are out there, but the police have to knock on doors and they have to ask if they can see them. The, uh, the other thing is that in order to maintain the viability and the sustainability of your Facebook page, now I know this because I have a, an, a, a pretty active Twitter page, that you have to, you have to do that every th single day. In the past, I've talked to Detective Kyle Costa, who maintains the Dartmouth Police Department's Facebook page, and he tells me that he puts as many as a dozen items up there every single day so that there is always new material on the Facebook page of the Dartmouth Police Department, and it's always popping up again in their news feed. And people are going and looking there first. They sure, they sure are. Uh, that's a, a like and a favorite of, of many people. Well, not all is terrible in this, this no, case. There no. was a, a, a highlight here. Uh, today, the Dartmouth Police posted on their Facebook page, talking about how they post everything, uh, that the Smoke Clean Restoration Company was upset by what they had heard had happened. Now, the, this is when the first victim mm -hmm. happened on Monday. And the Smoke Clean Restoration came to Kyle Costa and said, we want to help. Mm. How can we help this victim? So he was able to bring the victim and Smoke Clean Restoration together. And this morning, they presented her with a gift to help recoup some of what she lost in the incident. Mm -hmm. Remember, she was robbed of $700. Mm -hmm. and. I thought all this was really nice and that the Dartmouth too. police uh, posted, quote, as you can imagine from doing this job, we sometimes need moments such as this to restore our faith in humanity, end quote. Very well said. Yeah. And I agree. We, and we concur. <laughs> yes. Well. Well, heard? we wrapped up another one, Jen. <laughs> all right. So you'll be in court next week. Following I will up on, on Tuesday. Yes. All right, so stay tuned. So thank you for joining us today on Courtside with Kurt. For more on this case, visit southcoasttoday.com and follow Kurt on Twitter at KurtBrown underscore SCT. Thank you, Jen, very much. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you, listeners.